Are you a business-to-business -business sales leader looking to lead your sales team to new heights? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the Purpose Driven Sales Podcast. Hello, my name is Josh Sweeney, joined by my co-host, Taylor Barnes. Taylor, how are you? I am pumped up, Josh, physically pumped up because I'm working on maximizing my reps. Isn't that what we're talking about today? Are we talking about a workout today? Oh, I thought this was purpose-driven sales. Oh, I got the wrong episode. Sorry, Josh. And Okay, in that case, let's switch gears and let's talk about a little more revenue per rep. How about that? So maximizing your sales reps. There it is. It's there one it keyword, is. sales. That's right. You know, it's <laughs> one big important word. I'm going to have to put the weights down. I'll come back to that later. Yeah. So the challenge here is your team, uh, your sales manager, and your team isn't bringing in enough revenue per rep, or um, you just need more revenue per rep because uh, it's being mandated from high and above and it's coming down to you. There's all kinds of reasons this could happen, but we need more revenue per rep. So let's talk about a couple of the reasons why the challenges that are causing reps to not generate the revenue that you need. Yeah. And, and and so as we frame this topic, we're, we're getting into specifically the, the, the challenge of your team isn't bringing in enough revenue per rep. Now, look, you might be in a situation where you could go hire a thousand more reps and everybody could do a little bit and you might grow some top line revenue. We are talking about working with what you have, maximizing the revenue per reps. So Josh, getting into the reasons why, you know, your team might not be bringing in enough revenue per rep. And I know we go back to this a lot, but it is extremely important <laughs> is number one is training how to do the job. So what kind of training are, are you, you know, instilling when it comes to these sales reps? Uh, you know, is, this is very much like a website, Josh, if you leave it stale for too long, then it just becomes that it becomes stale. So what is the continuing education, the continuing touch points, the continuing training and education that you're given to your sales reps to arm them continuously with the ability to grow their revenue. I think training is a hands down number one. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, that continuous training is a big piece of this. And we'll talk about some solutions after this. Um, but, you know, in addition to training, it's what kind of training do they need? You know, mm -hmm. is it training around messaging? You know, so there's all kinds of programs out there that tell you how to craft a better message, how to position conversations better. You know, there's all kinds of training that has to happen. And I think another reason that revenue per rep goes down from a training perspective is, is maybe they're, they're spending time on the wrong thing. You know, we haven't spent time with them to talk about what should you be doing or understanding where they're at. Yeah, I, I this I think we've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again because I think it it really encapsulates this point. When we talk about working hard versus working smart, and, and really the 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 broadness and how big of a big of a difference that is, I go back to Stephen Covey's example of the exhausted lumberjack, where the man walks up to the lumberjack, he's sitting there exhausted, just hacking away at this tree with a saw. And the man walks up to him and says, excuse me, sir, you look exhausted. How long you been doing this? And he goes, oh my gosh, I am exhausted. I've been doing this for five to six hours. I just, I just can't seem to make a dent. And the man looks at the saw that he's using and it's this dull saw. And he's like, you know what, sir? I think if you stopped for a second and sharpen the saw, it would go a lot quicker. And the other man says, 
I don't have time to stop and sharpen the saw. I'm too busy sawing, right? Right. Look, as sales leaders, we can really relate to this because so many times we spend time working on the wrong thing, talking to the wrong people, working on things that don't make a dent. And we don't sit there and think of ways, hmm, how can we work smarter? So, so allocating time to the right type of prospecting, the right type of business, uh, I think people get it gets lost in the shuffle. People tend to equivalate uh, working hard ver- and working smart is the same thing and, and assuming that they're going to get a similar outcome. Yeah. And like you said, there's all kinds of reasons that a sales manager doesn't make the time for training because they're too busy. They're too busy sawing than, mm-hmm. you know, than stopping and going, maybe if I sharpen the saw, exactly. maybe if I go take action on this, that now 10 other people will be more efficient because I made the time to stop. So yeah, that time allocation and training, you know, there's a lot of reasons why uh, that issue comes about and the lack of training becomes a challenge. Yep. Absolutely agree. Another reason that I see a lot, and I know you do, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this is really just around tech in general, like what tech could do to help the revenue per rep, you know, increase could could help the business, you know, give the, give the rep some, some ability to increase their revenue. So a lot of times, and I see this, man, I see this a ton, uh, especially in, you know, some of the, um, I forget the names of the generations, but I think you and I are generation X. Is that sound yeah. familiar? I think that's us. And uh, so we didn't, we didn't grow up in, in the tech world as much as some of our younger counterparts did. So maybe the sales leadership isn't as tech oriented as we should or could be. So what can we do? to get more tech oriented, to, to give the, the, the sales rep, the ability to increase revenue by, by involving more tech. You know what I mean? And, I, yeah. and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this specifically, because I know you're super familiar in this space. Yeah. I mean, like you said, the sales leadership isn't technology oriented. So what we see is a lot of people are throwing bodies at it. They're saying, well, you know, how do I, if I, if I'm doing, if somebody's doing 60 calls a day or X number of emails or X number of outbound touch points a day, well, to double that, I have to add another person. And that other person is another, let's say they're 40 grand a piece per BDR, you know, the base, the base salary on a BDR, right? So all of a sudden, you know, the numbers, but if, if the money would have been spent on technology, it could have actually doubled the other person's Mm -hmm. output for half the cost. But that's, Mm Part of that, the issue there and why it happens is, is there's no mindset around the fact that technology can do this. And some of the sales leaders we see, you know, aren't as comfortable, like you said, depending on generation and, and how you came into sales leadership, you're just not comfortable with it. And so that's not really an option. It's more of a higher instead of switch over to technology. Exactly. I, we, we see this so much. Well, we need, to, we need to go into these areas or we need to add more support people or there's too many projects to deliver on. So we need to add more heads so we can communicate more. And that comes from a certain mindset. And I, and I use the Generation X example. Um, that comes from a certain mindset of either they don't understand it, so they don't know how to use it very well. If they buy it, they really don't know how to implement it or, or whatever. So the word, when we say oriented, get more familiar, we really mean get familiar on the front and back end. What it could do to your sales reps on the front end, obviously it's important to know what it can do for them once they close the deal. But that part is absolutely huge. You, you, you are not going to be able to scale by adding headcount every time. There are some areas where it makes sense. But when it comes to sales, you have to get familiar with what tech is possible that's going to give you the ability to add more revenue per rep. 
Yeah, most definitely. And then, you know, buying it and ensuring it's used, you know, that's another one where we see a lot of times that people do buy the technology, the CRM. I mean, we see it all the time as a HubSpot partner is, Hey, Josh, we need your help because we have HubSpot CRM or we have Salesforce CRM or whatever CRM they have. And, you know, we've been paying for it for two years, but nobody really uses it. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, that's, that's like a starting point, yeah. you know? So ensuring that it's used and cohesive and part of the program is another reason why you're, you're not, you may not be getting the revenue per rep because if it's not in there, we can't automate the rest of it. You yeah. know, we don't have that. If, if it's all in paper and notes, there's nothing to automate. It's all in somebody's head or it's written down on somebody's desk where if it's in technology, we can go ahead and go automatically, you know, find information. So let's talk about that automation. Um, you know, another reason that the revenue per le- per rep could be low, and this crosses over to training too, is, is processes, kind of mm-hmm. the lack of process when it comes to sales. What do you see on a lack of process perspective? Yeah, the, 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 the one that comes to mind the most that affects the sales rep being able to generate more revenue for his or herself is inter, interdepartmental, interdepartmental, excuse me, cooperation. And, and here's what I mean by that. There are so many organizations out there. Uh, I'm about to age myself for a second, but that throw the sales rep a Rolodex and just say, good luck, sink or swim, right? That is old school thinking. And now obviously we've got process and technology and a lot of different things that assist us in that regard. And we don't need a phone and a Rolodex necessarily to succeed or uh, it doesn't need to be that hard anymore. So interdepartmental cooperation, what I mean is in the organ- at the organizational level, outside of your sales reps, who else is involved in the sale? Who else is involved in generating more closed deals? Is that, uh, is that an inside sales rep? Is that a business development representative? Is that a solution architecture? Is that a service design team? Is it a transition manager or an executive sponsor? There's a lot of different interdepartmental cooperations that can be used to generate more revenue per rep. A lot of people tend to think, okay, well, if I tell that rep to just get in earlier, make more calls, send more emails, that that's going to do it. I just want to encourage everybody to look at what departmental cooperation could be given to the, to the sales rep in order to support him or her to generate more revenue. Yeah, most definitely. And um, I look at the processes on from a sales perspective of what is documented that everybody's following so that there's repeatable processes. Yes. Um, So I like, you know, sales flow documents um, that that outline the stages and what they are, the definitions and what you should be sending a prospect for each stage. Um, I'm a big fan of the buyer's journey document and understanding Mm -hmm. that. So, you know, those are really all processes you can use to cross over into training, to work on automation. And they're documented in a way that can be reinforced because you can constantly send those to new reps. You can, if something goes wrong, you can send that document to a rep uh, that's been around a while and just, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of trailed off for whatever reason and and get those numbers back up. You know, so there's a number of process documents that that really have to be in place. And without those, I think you're, you're automatically losing a little bit of revenue per rep. Yeah, the two words that you used right there that I want everybody to hear again are repeatable processes, repeatable processes. We can't expect our reps to generate more revenue for themselves. If any time they get into an opportunity, a bunch of new things have to be created. It's just not realistic. It's not sustainable. Uh, and what and by things, what I mean are the things like sales flows, documentation, sales enablement documentation, 
um, follow up uh, PDFs. I don't know, corporate decks, whatever, whatever the stuff is that can be documented and used repeatably within a certain stage. Well, that's just going to give your your rep just way more of a net to cast a, a, a quality net to cast, which ultimately and hopefully will bring in more revenue for him or her. I think that part is absolutely huge. What can you do? And, and, and really, what do you in this case, the reasons, what are you not doing in terms of a sales flow, repeatable documentation? Is it clear from a training point of view when to use those documents? And quite frankly, do they even exist? Yeah. And I mean, that's a good recap of the reasons why revenue per rep is so low, right? The, the training's not there. It's not ongoing. It's not consistent. The tech isn't in place or it's not being used or leadership isn't tech oriented. You don't have the documented processes. They really haven't been thought through. They're, they're not documented in a way and distributed in a way that, mm. that can be helpful. So, I mean, yeah. those are three really core areas that could be dragging down revenue per rep. So let's talk about some of the solutions. Let's yeah, start off, yeah. you know, this, what are, what are some of the solutions to training? How do you start to solve those? Even though we know every sales manager like ourselves is, you know, capped on time and strained and is, you know, often busy sawing instead of sharpening the saw. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of different ways in, in my opinion that you can, you know, that you can solution for this. Um, number one, when it comes to, you know, the training aspect, obviously what that's going to come with is you having to invest time to spend with each rep individually to work against hopefully what is a previously established list of goals, KPIs, whatever you want to call them and sit there and monitor them. Uh, in the sales machine, we call that KPI mastery. And it's really important that if we expect this individual rep to increase the revenue uh, in his or her book, well, then we have to really master our KPIs. And I hear this argument all the time, Josh. Well, I don't want to do KPIs because they're just a waste of time and they change so often. And, and my response to that is it's a lazy managerial response. It, KPIs are not designed to be a pain in the ass. They're designed to keep everybody, you know, with some navigational beacons and create a foundation for what needs to happen over and over and over again. The repeatable process that we talk about. It's not to say that they can't be adjusted. It's not to say that they can't be monitored and potentially fixed. But what can't happen is that they don't exist, number one, or that they forget about it, number two, or that the sales manager never leans into it individually with the rep, number three. That third one I see all the time. It's they come up with the five things that they should be doing every single week. And if we do those five things, it's going to move the needle. And guess what happens to that sales manager? He or she sits back at their desk gets bogged down to the, with the minutia and they forget to ever go back to it again. Right. So number one, in my opinion, the training and the KPI mastery, I think are, is a big solution to number one. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I, I see it all the time. Like you said, they'll set those KPIs, but there's no communication around those for a whole quarter. And then they're like, why didn't we hit the numbers? It's like, what numbers, you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like you said it once, you know, and, and those things need to be built into the sales meetings. So, yeah, I mean, KPI mastery and training around those is a big one. Um, my, one of my personal things that I like to do is sit with each rep individually on a weekly basis and work and train them. So what I notice is if you just sit with a rep for 30 minutes and watch them work, tell them to do their outbound, tell them to go through whatever they're going to go through and ask yeah. questions along the way, you will immediately, at least in my experience, I will immediately see issues. 
I'll immediately see opportunities. Mm. One will be an issue where, hey, we never actually talked about that. Why are you doing it that way? They'll explain. And I'm like, well, I never did train anybody on that. Like, it's just something that kind of fell through the cracks. Mm. Or, you know, you'll see an opportunity where it's like, why are you doing that repetitive action so many times? Oh, you know what? There's a software I use for that or that's available where, you know, it's costing us X number of dollars for you to sit here and do that for an hour and the software to solve it's, you know, 10 bucks a month. You know, there's all kinds of options. And I, I get to see those training opportunities because I sit with them on a, on an individual basis yep. once a week and just, you know, have them work and have them show me and see what uh, barriers I can help them overcome. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Spending time having either the one-on-one to establish those KPIs and then having the, the regular schedule, just touch point monitoring, make sure we're keeping the vessel facing North. All of that I think is very important. One thing that I think you've got a really good experience in obviously is on the tech side. So when we talk about solutions to tech, um, could you, could you elaborate a little bit what tech, you know, really moves the needle and what do you do when a sales manager comes to you and says, look, I've got five reps and, and I know that I'm not overly familiar with tech, but I need these reps to be more effective. What's a typical way for you to start when it comes to the tech solution? Yeah. So what I like to look at is what type of sales reps do they have and what is their day-to-day function? And then what is taking up the most time and what would, what would have an exponential impact on either time saved or, you know, is, is representing an opportunity cost or loss of opportunities and then look at what tech will really move that needle. So if you're talking about, let's say, an outbound team, if they're still manually sending email sequences using Outlook and they're copying and pasting templates, there's tools that will turn that into mass volume mm-hmm. and do automated follow-up. And if a person resp- a prospect responds, it automatically pulls them out and notifies them. And I mean, that saves tremendous amount of time, not only Uh, not only the time savings, but it also creates more opportunity because they're putting out more volume. And, you know, that sales rep isn't getting bored with the the monotonous portion of their job, (laughs) like a repetitive outbound piece that, you know, that they don't like. So we look at what will move the needle. Um, Same thing with data. You know, what kind of data do we have? What, how are we augmenting? I mean, think about how much time it would take. Like if somebody has multiple deals, and we go build out all of the profile for them and the influencers and all of those are in the CRM waiting for them, then that's time that they're not going in and just finding data and copying and pasting. Mm. So there's different things that move the needle based on whether it's account management department, whether it's an outbound department, and you have to know what the technology is. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're high volume and you get out a lot of quotes uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe your co- quotes are complex and you need a CPQ tool that, that makes it just go a lot faster. So the question is, is what creates ROI and what, you know, and where does the rubber really meet the road? Cause there yeah. are tools that are just base requirements, you know, yeah. a CRM is a base requirement to, to do the job, you know, but there's tools that are built to increase ROI and increase revenue per rep you know, by default, not they, they can do that, or they might yeah. do that if they're used properly. There's, there's tools that only do that. Yeah. Finding the tech that really moves the needle. Could, couldn't yeah. agree more. So from a reasons point of view, we talked about people process and technology this time we've talked about people and technology. So I think we need a solution around the processes and I, and I realize I'm going to generalize this and it's probably going to be a little bit too vanilla, but start creating processes is basically the solution here. 
we need to look at what a sale looks like for you. And look, it starts with the salesperson. He or she is the tip of the spear. So when he or she takes action and gets movement and creates opportunity and the opportunity finally comes in, what happens that we can make repeatable all the way from start to finish? So this takes many times pen to paper. And look, eventually we are going to add headcount. Eventually we are going to scale. Eventually we are going to need process documentation. When things go wrong down the road, when sales don't happen down the road, when things need to change down the road, rest assured you must have something to go back to to look at and say, why didn't this work? And that something are the processes. So what can you do to create sales flows, interdepartmental cooperation, whatever those things are, creation of those processes is a massive solution to creating more revenue per rep. Yeah, I love the processes angle because that that really helps people. You know, it's one of those things where a sales manager says, I don't have time to sit there and write these documents and nobody's going to read the documents and, you know, all these different things, which which sometimes can be true, right? Mm -hmm. If you're not as a sales manager passing those documents on during training and reutilizing them, then yes, nobody's going to read them because they don't know they're there. But part of that is also in creating the processes is where a lot of the problem solving happens. So like I have a process that's in Visio, and it's the moment a lead comes in all the way through pass off to the operations and delivery team. And it's a big, long diagram. It's, it's, it's overkill, right? Mm. And it started off as a whiteboard with a bunch of sticky notes. And going through that, though, the whole goal was not just to document the process, but it was to see where the inefficiencies were and where we could start fixing and automating. So I started color coding those and saying, okay, this is a manual human action. This is an action that takes, this is a different color, and it's something that the CRM does automatically. This is, you know, a, a way that we can automate. And my goal was to turn them all from, you know, yellow human actions to green automation actions and work in the CRM and, and automate a lot of as many steps yeah. as possible. So you can't do that exercise and get more revenue per rep if you don't document the process and right. know where those issues reside. And you know, it's, it's a thought experience. Exactly. And like you said, Again, I, those two point, those two words, repeatable processes, repeatable stuff. That salesperson is not going to be able to grow in the same seat with the same old stale, you know, situation that he or she's dealing with, the same processes. If it's not working, guys and girls, well, let's look at it. And one of the best solutions to look at it when we look when we talk about people, process, and technology. Uh, it comes down to the processes that you can build, repeat, lather, rinse, repeat over and over again to make an impact and create more revenue for that rep. I think it really does come down to it, Josh. When, when we look at it, it comes down to people, process, and technology. Yeah, that's a good wrap up. People, processes, and tech. So what are you doing as a sales leader to increase the revenue per rep? And this has been Purpose Driven Sales with Barnes & Sweeney. Now go lead with purpose. Thank you for joining us on the Purpose Driven Sales Podcast. If you've enjoyed the content, the best thing you can do to support us is go out to iTunes and give us five stars so that we can continue to reach more sales leaders.